All right, you all, you need to come and listen to The Sci-Files. They do have other shows, but The Sci-Files, that's the one you want to hear. We are on the Anchor Media platform, and you can catch us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and Spotify. So again, this is Axel, The Sci-Files. Sunday, 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 The Sci-Files. Renamed our podcast, Alvaro. I think we did. Why didn't we think of the rapey raping hour earlier? I mean, come on. I don't. I mean, I'm almost thinking that we're failing ourselves as creative as creative minds. You know, <laughs> just kind of throwing shit to the wind. You know. So, uh, for all those who uh, are tuning in, thank you for supporting and subscribing to our podcast. Uh, you can find us, of course, on iTunes. If you found us there. Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere you can find podcasts. We're probably <laughs> everywhere at this point. I'm, I want to think if you if you typed in Rotten Corpse Radio into Google, we're probably everywhere. And if we're not, we should be with your support. Um, make sure you subscribe. Give us a five star rating, even if we suck. We want to say suck we'll it. Fall for it. Yep, we'll swallow for it. And, of course, today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Also, if you would like to um, to support this podcast, you can do so monetarily and then have yourself announced during this segment of the show, patreon.com forward slash Rotten Corpse Radio, or Rotten Corpse Radio to do that. It starts at just a dollar and doesn't go any higher than that. You whore. Course. You know, you can't have a great blowjob, Stavro, without being a whore. You just can't. Because they're professionals, right? Alright, so today's episode is going to be about the movie Mandy. We're going to be doing a review on that, on the new film from Legion M, uh, which is the fan-owned and fan-operated film company. Finally, a, fa- a fucking film company for us. The people. No corporate execs, nothing like that. God, if you actually go to their, if you go to their website, you can actually find like a, you know they do like stock op, you know like stock purchases, so you can actually become an, a part owner in their company, which is fucking rad if you think about it. I'll give them two bucks. Fuck yeah, <laughs> two bucks. Like, as long, as long as they make more stuff, we don't care what it looks like, really. As long as they make more shit, you know. I hope they make more horror, actually, but 
Speaking of which, we're going to get a lot of negative uh, opinion or like blowback from this next statement I'm going to make. About what? Why did Mandy get Horror of the Year? It did? I guess. I mean, well, so far, that's what people are thinking of it as. Like, oh, one of the best movies that came out this year. It's unique. It is. And I don't I wouldn't even think of it as a horror, really. I mean, it's got some spots, but it's really just... No, like, if you consider um, Spit on Your Grave a horror, you got to consider yeah. this a horror. I guess. It's kind of... I mean, it's, it's a really decent revenge film, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's got, yeah, it's got that, like, uh, kind of over-the-top feel to it, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's, like, super psychedelic and weird. So for anybody, for any of our followers that actually do mushrooms or acid, this is something for you, I think. Or maybe even Molly. I don't know what that is. If you like to trip and watch a movie, this is the movie for you. <laughs> but whatever you do, don't stay up super late and past your normal bedtime, or past your normal bedtime. Get super high and then try to watch this movie because you'll fall asleep during all the boring parts like I did. It's a little, uh, yeah, it, it starts off slow and then it takes a while to get going and then it takes a while to meet the Jesus Freaks, which the lead actor for the Jesus Freaks, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's going to be uh, Linus Roach. Who played brother what? Oh, Jeremiah? Sorry. Yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he was Jeremiah, yeah. Yeah, Lance Road. He did a great job. Dude, he he made you believe. He really did. He was fucking weird as fuck in that movie. Oh, I like, know, and all the weird people around him. I and you could tell instantly who was with him and who wasn't out of his group. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mother Marlene yeah. was definitely with him, and then Brother Swan was definitely with him. Yeah, but, Brother uh, Sister Lucy... Yeah, Lucy didn't seem like she was too into it. Yeah, she was... Um, yeah, she's kind of a... And they, they have, like, a lot of really interesting actors in this film, too. Like, I mean... Of course, the three most noticeable people are going to be Linus, Nicolas Cage, and uh, Bill Duke. And Richard Brake. Yeah. I mean, just Wait. fucking... Yeah, yeah, I always forget about Richard Brake, the, the guy who plays the cat. Rob Zombie's done... Or, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was like, what, what was it, um, in 31, he was head, wasn't he? Yeah, in Halloween 2, he was the ambulance driver who would say fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Then Michael just killed the fuck out of him. So, yeah, there's a lot of build-up to this, but, um, essentially, you know, a kind of a twisted cult mind uh, kidnaps the girlfriend. Well, once he gets going, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. He ends up ki kidnapping this girl named Mandy and just murders the fuck out of her in front of Nicolas Cage. And uh, bur burns her alive. Fuck yeah. I mean, what, what was it? Because they drugged her at first. Cause, uh, like <laughs> <it'd> be... <laughs> well, they drugged the shit out of her with like some... Uh, and then they showed his weird-looking penis. I know! What was up with the dick? I was like, as soon as I saw his dick, I was like, oh, no. No, this is going what in a weird direction. What the fuck direction. is wrong? Yeah, we're going in a weird direction right now. It's like, where are we going? And, oh, God. 
Yeah, his dick was definitely... I mean, out of all the weird dicks I've ever seen in movies... And then when she was laughing at him and he was angrily <laughs> jerking off. I know. <laughs> that was like that. Like, that was hard not to laugh at. And Pretty much, because cause that right there, that's his Louis C.K. moment right there. He was... <laughs> no he, was, he was pulling it out, whacking it, just trying to get people to notice him. It's like, ah, I'm going to show you. Urgh! You know, just jerking his dick as hard as he can. Swan's over there. Yes, Brother Jeremiah. Yes. <laughs> and those weird biker people that they called to... Yeah. One of those guys looks from really familiar, the younger dude. I'm trying to remember his name. Because there was another guy, too. There was, like, another guy in their group. We'll, we'll talk about him a little later, because he's got a pretty big moment in the movie. Uh, but, yeah, like, everything in that film was just really fucking crazy. Uh, I was really trying to figure it out, because, like... So I've, I've heard... I've read some weird reviews about the movie where... I mean, we're not going to... I can't... I won't say anything until, like, we're, we're done with this, but... So... I can't say this is, like, got the weirdest soundtrack I've ever heard, but it's definitely the most, like, very Yeah, it's got this weird, like, 80s vibe to it, but it's, like, this weird psychedelic doom music. Like, uh, like the band Sun and stuff like that. And it's, like, it's very just kind of cryptic feeling. It's very, you know, like, it's got that weird doom vibe you know the whole minor to major guitar progression and but it's got the weird trippy atmospheric kind of thing, vibe to it almost like yeah almost kind of like stranger things but with less melody it's all you know just really really weird um and the mood it, it's weird as mood music too because it kind of it takes you out of certain scenes but then they kind of house that Nick Cage and Mandy lived in with all the nothing but windows so they could do those it had lighting and just very unique oh yeah I think that's why it was it was it was more the cinematography than anything in this movie I know I love a lot of the weird overlapping they did you know like the because they had like a weird shot where you got like the foreground but the background was so much over the top of it, and it was a lot of that reflection coming from the outside going into the house. And, I mean, I wonder if a lot of that was just, you know, I mean, post-editing, you know, where they're just doing, like, the, the visual mapping and stuff where they're overlaying uh, one image over the other and just fading, cross-fading them, or if a lot of that was just, in you know, in production, where they were literally doing weird things color-wise with the outside, you know, or if a lot of that was natural light because, uh, you know, maybe there were, like, color bends in the glass, you know. It was definitely a trip, no matter what. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a trip, dude. Yeah. But I just didn't like how slow it started out when he was drug out. Yeah. Like, the drugging scene, and her walking down the road with the Jesus freak seeing her and yeah um, oh that that road scene I think that was one of the ones I fell asleep through and I still woke up in time for her to get kidnapped <laughs> they kidnap her and the, 
the weird biker gang that they call takes out Nick Cage and ties him up with barbed wire and oh, then the guy comes in, shows his penis, and we laugh, and then it goes to <laughs> we're getting burned alive and Nick Cage being laid there with a fucking knife wound. Oh, no, this Jesus freak just walks up with his strip, stabs him right in the stomach. Like a six-inch blade, dude. I know. Not, not even a light. And the thing that I thought was really great is when he got out, you know, but, you know, he has the will to pull himself out, you know, he... He, oh, the bathroom scene where he's drinking and yelling was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, like, letting it all out, all that pain, you know, like the physical pain and then the emotional pain from losing Mandy. And I want to say that that was, I mean, weirdest, it was... Oh, weirdest-looking bathroom. Yeah, yeah, that bathroom was really, really weird-looking. But out of all the things, what do you think of the, <laughs> what do you think of their like weird little caravanning expedition? You know, the Jesus Freak guy. You know, they have all the different vehicles that they're like driving around, and um, I almost want to think of that as being like some weird traveling gypsy bullshit. Like they're just they don't live anywhere. They just invade a person's house, fuck with them, destroy their life, and move on. Um, or carry. To make his his Jesus freak group bigger. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the things I was kind of weird about was when we're like, like when you, when we see Bill Duke's name come up on this on this thing. For me, it was funny because I couldn't remember who that was until you pointed it out. But it still took me a second because the the way you said it to me was pretty funny. Uh, you might, you remember the, the the black dude from Predator? I'm like, which one? <laughs> like, and I was stoned at the time, so I couldn't verbally say which one, but my brain was like well, trying, I was trying to, to say the black dude from Predator that shaves his head. Yeah, and I was like <laughs> completely zoned out. I was like, Carl Weathers? What? <laughs> He's in this movie? That's not Bill Duke. Um, yeah, Bill Duke's been in so much shit, though. I mean, he's done some pretty cool stuff. He looked really haggard in this movie, though, didn't he? Thank gold. That's after Nick Cage comes to him and gets the crossbow from him and then mm -hmm. tells him that backstory on that biker gang that kidnapped him. Or not kidnapped him, but tied him up and knocked him out. Yeah. That Nick Cage okay. goes on a killing spree, takes out the biker club, takes out the fucking Jesus freaks. Mm. Except for the one girl. Sister, whatever. Oh, Sister uh, Lucy? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Not that mother, whatever. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's Mother Marlene or whatever her name is. Yeah. He takes that bitch out, cuts her fucking head off. <laughs> that was fucking great. <laughs> and then he threw the axe at that other retarded looking weird dude. And then the big chain, the the one scene I wish was longer and more drug out was the chainsaw scene. The yeah. Chainsaw. That was a cool fight scene. I really liked yeah. that one. Where, like, Nick Cage had the tiny, normal-looking chainsaw, and the dude had, like, one of those Victor Crowley chainsaws. Yeah, six-foot-long blade. <laughs> that was fucking right. That was awesome. I was, like, I was happy when that happened. Because I remember uh, that was in the preview, too. Like, some of that scene, I think, was in the preview got me with the, the, the movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> For that one scene. 
We haven't seen one of these since Texas too. <laughs> no, not well. Didn't they have one in? Um, Motel Hell. Yes, yes, there actually was one in Motel Hell too. Um, it came out first, Texas Two or Motel Hell? I want to think Texas Two did. No, okay. Um, here, let's look that up real quick. So Texas Two. Oh, nineteen eighty-six. So that was yeah, that was eighty-six. Motel Hell, which I think was a little newer because it had that. Uh, because it had that one woman from uh, from fucking Porky's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, Motel Hell came out in eighty. Oh really? Yeah. Motel Hell. So, uh, yeah. But really, when you think about it, though, who had the better fight scene, though? The one in Motel Hell or the one in uh, Copper Brother? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm coming, sister. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, man, I've been okay. So I'll, I'll go off on this little tangent here, and I'll come back. But do you follow Caroline Williams on on uh, Instagram? Who's that? She's the woman that plays Stretch in Texas too. Oh yeah, I do some. Yeah, I think I do. Man, if you ever really look at some of the shit she posts, she does a lot of these like really artsy nude photos that she gets away with putting up there. I really love those. And it's not because she's naked, because, like, I'm not, like, clamoring or fantasizing about Caroline Williams, even though I kind of am. But <laughs> part of me is like, uh, <laughs> like, I just want to see her from back in the day. I was like, oh, because she was cute back in the day. Um, yeah. But, like, no, seeing her now, though, she's got a fantastic-looking body, and she loves showing it off because she is so into these weird, like, art Pictor, you know, pictures that she'll post up, and I think one of the ones I saw is like, well, if Kim Kardashian can do it, and it's like, you know, in some funny way, Caroline Williams is hotter than Kim Kardashian because Kim's kind of fat. <laughs> not to be, yeah. not the, not the body shame a woman or anything, because she used to be hot, but, um, but I don't know. I, I almost think that Caroline Williams has her beat a little bit. But, um, but, yeah, some of the shit that you'll see on Instagram, though, it's, like, fucking weird. But, um, anyway, back to this. Um, what did you think of, and I'll, I'll bring up her name here because it escapes me right now. Uh, what what did you think of um, Andrea, uh, yeah, Riseborough? The woman that plays Mandy? The woman that plays Mandy? Oh, I thought... She was, you know, average looking in the in the shit. You can tell she had a good body and she was covering it up. And but if you look at her other and other stuff, she's freaking gorgeous. She is. She really is. And like, she's a good actress too. She really did kind of play the whole damsel, um, you know, part pretty well. Except when she laughed at his penis. Yeah, that was. I don't. I, I don't know what to believe there. It's like maybe she laughed. Maybe she did think it was funny, or maybe she was wanting more. I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, she's just playing mind games back with him. Because you laugh at any man's penis, he's going to get mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, except for me. I won't get mad. I'll just keep showing it to you. <laughs> Anything for a joke. Anyway, uh... <laughs> so, 
So, um, now, Rotten Corpse Radio does not condone the showing of penises. Except for at a strip club. They deserve it. Anyway. But, yeah, fucking, the, the, the way they've kind of done her up, too, because, like, the, the fake, like, scarification they did with her makeup and stuff, they made her look very... Her eyes clean. were gray. Her eyes yeah. were twisted. You know, what it remi- uh, you know what it kind of reminded me of? It reminded me of Jodie Foster and Nell, the way they dumped, the way they doled her down in that movie. Well, the part when, like, Jeremiah was talking to her and she was all drugged and their faces were intertwined. Yeah. Oh, that was fucking great. <laughs> that was great. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It was one of those scenes where you're like, man, I wish I had some acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the um, the thing that kill the thing that gets me about this movie. Um, so it was directed by um, uh, Panos Costumos uh, or Cosmatos. Uh, that's a tough name to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually he, he did another movie too called uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. I kind of want to see that now. Um, I'm almost Just thinking his style more. I'm, I'm almost thinking this is kind of his. Maybe this is his thing. He just like does these really weird, trippy ass movies. Um, so yeah, if you if you check out his stuff, he's only done a couple films. Uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, uh, Rewind This is another movie he's done. And, um, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely different. I'll give him that. He's definitely different. But, yeah, this movie was definitely weird. Um, so, how would you rate it? Like, if you gave it, like, a five-star rating, how would you, how would you go about rating that? I'd give it... Almost four stars, like three and three quarter, because the, the the dragging out areas and the yeah, kind of the artsy stuff is a little bit nah. Kind of t- it does take you out of it a little bit. Like almost four stars, but not. Mm-hmm. You know, like so, about five. So another movie this kind of reminds me of, minus the storyline, um, just visually and weird. You know, as far as being weird, um, this movie kind of reminds me of It Follows. Uh, which, if you haven't seen it, follows. It's kind of funny. It's kind of stupid at the same time. Mandy's much better, uh, but um, it follows is basically about a sexually transmitted specter that's getting ready to kill you, and all you have to do is keep running away from it, fuck somebody else, and give it to somebody else, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you're into like weird fucked up humor and, and a movie that is hard to date. Um, because, like, as far as this movie goes, it's, like, it's super hard to really figure out the timeline, you know, what era this takes place in, you know, what, what year. Um, but you can tell with uh, Mandy, they dated a little bit because they give you some 80s heavy metal stuff. And, well, and there's uh, a part where they say 1983. Yeah, that too. Um, unlike, you know, It Follows, which has no date. It's because some of the cars are, like, from the 60s. They have cell phones. They have a bunch of weird shit. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the clothes they're wearing look like they're from the seventies. It's like super weird. Uh, but yeah, with uh, with Mandy though, you know, because like Mandy wears like a Metallica shirt at one point. She wears a Black Sabbath shirt, which wasn't a thing to do in. No, the it was Motley Crue. In, oh, in Motley Crue. 
Oh, I must have been really high then. I thought she was wearing a Metallica shirt at some point. I did remember the Motley. I did remember the Motley Crue one because the pentagram. Because like mm-hmm. they were, they were the only band in the '80s that used that style of pentagram. So another flick I wanted to kind of talk about real quick before we end up going today is, and I thought this was weird. I we got me and Stavro got a chance to watch the trailer, and. The trailer is so bizarre. I don't even know what to think of this movie. It's called Herbert West, The Reanimator. It's uh, it's based on the um, H.P. Lovecraft story of the same name. But this movie bears no resemblance to Reanimator. Uh, that was directed by Stuart Gordon. Uh, the film is all in Spanish. And it looks kind of cool. But I don't really know what to think of it. What were your thoughts? Nah, I wasn't that interested in it. It did kind of look like, uh, it looked like they, um, it kind of looked like what they what they did. It was like a super low budget take on the film. Um, believe it or not, uh, I'm trying to find the exact thing about it. Now, um, for any fan of the original Reanimator, um, nor Bride of Reanimator, or yeah. So this movie came out last year. Um, it was, I didn't even hear about it. It got a 6.4 rating at 10. Uh, of course, um, if you follow the original Reanimator, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave that a 90, a 95%. So among its re, among its uh, viewers, as well as IMDb, giving it a 7.2 out of 10, which totally beats out the remake. Um, if you want to even call it a remake, because it's not. I mean, they're both based on the same thing, but they don't feel like each other at all. But uh, but yeah, last year's movie it was um, it's got some like I said it's got some semblance to the original Reanimator. Um, Herbert West looks the same in both movies. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah, got yeah, that. Yeah, he kind of does. Except for the guy that plays um, Herbert West in this movie looks more like a skinnier version of Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> I know. I've got to throw that out there for you. Um, Ivan Zukon is the one who directed this film. And, of course, um, uh, Geraldo uh, Filippo. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Filippo. Um, <laughs> he's, he's the one who, uh, who co-wrote the movie with Ivan. And, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, for those fans of, like, you know, dark, independent, like, foreign films, you might like this movie. Um, for hardcore followers of the original Reanimator series, we're not going to think much of it. Um, it looks about as good as Beyond Reanimator, which isn't saying much if you're a hardcore Reanimator fan. <laughs> Beyond Reanimator, I couldn't get over the dub voices. I couldn't either. It was terrible. It was just, it was so funky. Um, I liked the premise. The premise was funny. It was all in a prison, and it's really weird, but... So, so anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about it. We're probably never gonna do a review on it. It doesn't look interesting enough to watch. Um, but do stay tuned. In the coming weeks, we will have a review for Jurassic World, or yeah, I think Jurassic World: uh, Fallen Kingdom, um, which was a summer hit. Uh, actually, flop. Actually, more of a summer flop. Felt like a flop. 
Um, it, it was like out it was, pretty quick. It was out yeah. like the beginning of September. Yeah, and it's been on video for a while. We haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but that's going to change soon. Uh, we have to watch it. It has Star-Lord in it. Fuck yeah. Star-Lord's the best. And my absolute favorite, Bryce Dallas Howard. And she's got to be one of my favorite redheads right now. Oh, God, she has been for a while for me, actually. Yeah. Because she's like... Ron Howard is all i got to say. I know. Ooh, did you fuck to get a girl, to make a kid like that? Jesus. And, no, we're not saying we want to fuck kids, but we want to fuck Bryce Dallas Howard, because she is older than us, so... Or about our same age, maybe. Uh, who knows? Um, but even for a woman... <laughs> even for a woman who's popped out a kid or so, you know, she's... Goddamn, you know? But anyway, that'll be it for our show this week. Uh, join us next week. We'll be doing a review of Season 1. Uh, the Satanic Adventures of Sabrina. That's what I like calling it. Fuck off. And <laughs> Any final thoughts for this week, Stavro? Um, it was a, I would say watch the movie. Judge it for yourself. Yeah, it's still a good revenge story. I did like it. That's about it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Join us next week. Uh, there'll be fun times had by all. And for Stavro Hypocrisy, I'm Ryan. We are out of time, and we are out of here. Enjoy the rest of the week. Woohoo! This has been Rotten Corpse Radio.